You are now listening to Mark's Unexplained World by Mark the Medium from Hinkley Community Radio, a non-profit podcast radio station. Tonight's episode is about the Kofu UFO. So over to you, Mark. On the 23rd of February, 1975, in Kofu City, Japan, two eight-year-old boys named Masato Kono and Kitsuhiro Yamahata were playing on roller skates near Kamicho Housing Complex. The two boys looked up at the sky and noticed two shining orange objects above Mountain Tatsuwawa. The two objects then gently approached the boys and, for a while, hovered above their heads. The frightened boys immediately ran to the nearest building, which was in a nearby cemetery, and they hid behind a few of the tombstones. After a short while, the larger UFO flew northeast, while the smaller one headed off in a different direction. When the boys finally felt it was safe to emerge from their sheltered position, they headed towards Masato Kono's home. To date, the Kofu UFO incident holds the reputation of being Japan's most credible close encounter with extraterrestrial beings with multiple tangible pieces of evidence including a UFO landing site combined with the testimonies of numerous adult eyewitnesses, the Kofu UFO incident has more than enough to solidify its authenticity. Greetings, unexplainers. Thank you yet again for tuning in and listening to another Out of This World episode of Mark's Unexplained World. My name is Mark Hughes. I am a psychic medium, a ufologist, and a man who is still waiting to be abducted by aliens. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about the mystery surrounding the Kofu UFO. And this week's necessary disclaimer... Actually, this pretty is uh, sorry. This story is pretty clean and innocent when um, when compared to most of my podcasts. But you still listen at your own discretion. Also, all opinions and comments are strictly my own, but the facts still remain. And yet again, yes, I know. I also apologise if I pronounce anything incorrectly. My English is my first and only language, although I do mispronounce some of the words especially names and locations from across the globe. I am hoping that if, or when, and please, please make it soon, I finally get myself abducted by aliens, I can learn a completely new dialect. So then, I can probably mispronounce most of that as well. Anyway, let's get back to the story itself.
According to Wikipedia, Kofu is the capital city of Yamanashi Prefecture, which is in central Honshu, Japan. As of the 1st of April 2019, the city had an estimated population of 187,985 living in 90,924 households, which meant a population density of 880 persons per square kilometre. The total area of the city is 212.41 square kilometres, or 82.01 square miles. Kofu, Kofu's name literally means capital of Kai province. And during the Sengoku period, or the period in Japanese history in which civil wars and social upheaval occurred, it was famous as the stronghold of Takedo Shinjun, also known as the Tiger of Kai, who was one of the most powerful leaders of the city from the years of 1521 to 1573, a total of 52 years. Kofu is located in north-central Yamanashi Prefecture and extends from the northern border of the prefecture with Nangano Prefecture to the south until it almost reaches the prefecture's northern border with it being narrow along its east and west axis. The city bisects the Kofu Basin and is 250 to 300 metres above sea level. Kofu is surrounded by mountains on all sides, with three quarters of Kofu's territory being part of the Mount Kimpu in the north. Much of the northern portion of the city is within the Chikubu Tamakai National Park, with Mount Fuji being visible in the distance from Kofu to the south. So, the Kofu UFO incident holds the reputation as being Japan's most credible encounter with extraterrestrial beings. With multiple tangible pieces of evidence being available, including a UFO landing site, combined with the testimonies of numerous adult eyewitnesses to solidifying its authenticity. Even now, after nearly 50 years since the incident happened, Many ufologists and UFO enthusiasts in Japan and other countries continue to visit and explore the vineyard near Hinodanshi, otherwise known as the Hinud Complex, where the Kofu UFO incident took place. This encounter has become one of the most significant within the realms of Japanese UFO encounters, alongside the Kira incident in 1972. And on an interesting side note, the Kira UFO incident was a strange series of events that began on the 25th of August 1972 in the Kira area of Koshi City. During that afternoon, a 13-year-old student named Michio Sio was on his way home from middle school 
when he allegedly caught sight of an unbelievable metallic object hovering over a rice field. The awestruck Michio Sio watched the strange object zip back and forth above the waterlogged paddy field. The small UFO was said to resemble a dull silver hat with a flat bottom and narrow lip. The young Michisio would later compare the object's movements to that of a bat making hairpin turns in pursuit of its insect prey. I will be doing a Mark's Unexplained World podcast on the Kira UFO incident later in 2024. Anyway, let's get back to the, U- uh, to the Kofu UFO incident. <clears throat> it all started on the 23rd of February 1975 in Kofu, Japan. When two eight-year-old boys, Masoto Kono and Katsuhiro, oh, sorry, I'll try that one again, Katsuhiro Yamahata, were playing on their roller skates near the Kamicho housing complex, when the boys suddenly noticed two shining orange UFOs in the sky about above Mount Tatsuzawa. The objects then approached the boys and started to hover just above their heads. The boys described the UFO as circular, with three spinning devices beneath it, and a black tubular object extended downwards, emitting a clattering noise. Feeling somewhat terrified, the boys ran to a nearby cemetery and hid behind some of the tombstones. The larger of the two UFOs flew away to the northeast whilst the smaller one headed in a different direction towards a vineyard. When the two boys, uh, Masoto Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata, finally felt safe, they headed out towards Masato Kono's home. As Masato Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata reached the road, sorry, reached the road near the Hino complex, they spotted a bright red flame in the distance. Intrigued and feeling slightly braver, they started to hurry towards it. They then noticed, uh, sorry, they then decided to follow the dirt road that led up to the fallow vineyards. In the vineyards, the boys could see a flickering red light, but as they got closer, the red light quickly transformed into a pale white light, revealing a silver UFO that had actually landed. With the boys feeling even braver by now, they decided to approach the UFO, and they later described the UFO as a round dome shape atop an inverted flat plate with the dome having shiny blue square windows and the UFO surface surface resembling a glowing silver stainless steel. The boys also claimed that the UFO was about the size of a regular car, approximately 2.5 metres in diameter and 1.5 metres in height. The upper dome rotated at first, but eventually slowed down and stopped while sand flew up in the otherwise 
quite stillness, quiet stillness of the area. I must point out here that the description I have just given is not a direct quote from the two boys, rather than it is a description which I have been, sorry, which has been collected from various sources. For about five minutes, the boys, while staying hidden, of course, meticulously observed the UFO, noticing some strange raised characters resembling hieroglyphics on its surface. On one side of the UFO, it had five strange characters, which the boys interpreted to mean flying saucer. And on the other side of the UFO, it had some similar characters. However, their exact shape remains unknown. Young Masato Kono also discovered three semicircular spherical landing gears at the bottom of the UFO. Whilst taking notes of these strange characters, the boys noticed a door above the hieroglyphics which opened downwards, revealing a staircase that led to the inside of the UFO. Masato Kono noticed a dimly lit interior, filled with flashing red, blue and green lights. After this first short break, in part two, we will look at the continuing observations on the day of the Kofu UFO incident from the two boys, Masato Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata. This show is brought to you courtesy of Neil Packer and the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre. Find them online at www.hauntedresearchcentre.com or at 9211 Regent Street, Hinkley, LE101AW. Open on Saturdays from 10am to 4pm for guided tours of the haunted rooms at just £3 per person. Booking is essential at all times and over 16s only please unless accompanied by an adult. The haunted rooms are extremely haunted and paranormal activity could and has taken place at any time. Some areas and particular objects or items can be quite scary and unnerving. Membership is available for £25 to qualify for selective offers. And why not download the app available on both iOS and Android for only three ninety nine to keep up to date with what is coming up at the centre. One of the young boys, Masato Kono, peered into the UFO interior 
and was somewhat surprised, or shocked, to see a small, eerie-faced creature standing inside. The strange creature measured around 4.3 to 4.4 feet tall, with a disproportionately large head and shoulders. Its head was brown, bald, with no eyes or nose, making it look like the strange creature was wearing some sort of mask. The face was also undulated with deep black wrinkles and features and featured three silver fang-like teeth where a mouth should be. The strange creature also had four-fingered hands and wore shoes with two divided toes. Masato Kono also claimed that the creature wore a silver suit connected to its mask and carried what he could only describe as a trumpet-like gun over its shoulder. And just to add to the strangeness, the creature also had long rabbit-like ears and bow legs. As the strange creature approached, young Masato Kono felt an overwhelming sense of dread. Meanwhile, the other young boy, Katsuhiro Yamahata, who was positioned on the other side of the UFO, suddenly heard a clattering sound near his young friend, Masato Kono. So out of pure curiosity, Katsuhiro Yamahata cautiously walked around the UFO towards the clattering sound when suddenly, from out of nowhere, someone tapped him twice on his left shoulder from behind. Expecting it to be his friend Masato Kono, young Katsuhiro Yamahata turned around and came face to face with the same being that Masato had encountered just moments earlier. According to the young boys, the strange creature held what they thought resembled a gun in its right hand. The strange creature then emitted a squeaky voice, which the boys said was reminiscent of a cassette tape playing at high speed. Although the alien being was communicating with the young boys, it was unfortunate that they couldn't understand its language. However, they speculated that at the time the being might have simply been greeting them with a hello. During an interview that was taken much later, Masoto Kono revealed that the strange creature they had encountered did not speak Japanese. Well, there you go, you see. Young Katsuhiro Yamahata, at this stage of the encounter, collapsed to the ground, mainly due to becoming overwhelmed with fear. Realising the danger, Katsuhiro Yamahata feigned his death, while still keeping his eyes slightly open to observe what was going on. The strange creature appeared to be moving around, observing its surroundings. His young friend, Masato Kono, arrived at the scene and while the alien's attention was elsewhere, he helped Kitsuhiro Yamahata to get up from the ground and urged him to run. Katsuhiro Yamahata 
who was still paralysed with fear, managed to climb onto his friend's back, and then they ran out of the fallow vineyards. As they ran, at one point, they turned back to see inside the open door of the UFO. What they observed inside the UFO was another strange creature that was sat in a chair, operating a machine and monitoring TV-like screens. According to the young boys, this creature resembled the previous one, but was slightly shorter with longer arms. Behind this other creature, the boys noticed some complex instruments covering the wall behind it. The boys watched the creature inside the UFO for about three minutes, resisting the urge to keep running. Then, suddenly, the strange creature in the chair spotted them watching it, causing the boys to panic, and so they did what any normal person would do in this situation. They fled. Without looking back, the two young boys, Masato Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata, raced back to Masata's home. Meanwhile, at the Kono household, Masato and Katsuhiro's parents were all having dinner together at Masato's house. The families were starting to grow concerned as the boys were late on returning home. However, their concern was short-lived when suddenly both of the boys burst into the house shouting about the UFO they had just seen. The young boys were brimming with excitement, which made it harder for them to explain their experience as they were barely able to speak clearly. At first, suspecting it was an excuse for them for being late, Masato's mother told them off. However, the boys insisted and urged their mothers to go outside and look for themselves. The mothers, being somewhat surprised by their insistency, reluctantly followed the boys to where the incident had happened. When the boys and their mothers reached a road near the fallow vineyards, all four of them saw an orange object spinning in the distance. The mother's initial thought was that it could be lights from one of the nearby houses, but the object appeared to be floating above the houses with an orange pulsating light. Gradually, the mothers realised that the two boys were right about their UFO sighting. Masato's mother, Masako Kono, witnessed the flickering light that appeared above the houses in a five to ten second cycle. Both Masako and Hane, who was Katsuhiro's mother, were surprised by the sight before them. Despite both of their mother's curiosity to move closer to the object, the children actually prevented them which, to be honest, is quite a strange event on its own. But I presume the boys were only trying to protect their mothers. One of the mothers, Masako Kono, in a later interview, expressed her fear and hesitation, describing the pulsing light as resembling, and I quote, 
beautiful fireworks. The mysterious object continued hanging there, pulsating for about five minutes, and then it gradually faded away until it vanished suddenly in the same position. After this second short break, in part three we will look at further details of the encounter and other possible witnesses. Fright Nights was established in 1999 as the first company in the world to offer overnight ghost hunt experiences to the general public, pioneering paranormal events since the last century. Fright Nights operate at hundreds of the UK's most haunted and exclusive venues. All events have their own team of experienced paranormal investigators, mediums and psychics. They have a VIP members club for regular returning guests, offering loyalty discounts and exclusive invitation-only events. They can also host private events for your family and friends. You can contact them on 07 852 998 628 or email them at office at .co.uk or take a look at their website at www.frightnights.co.uk where you can see the many locations they investigate and learn about them and the opportunities they have available. Hundreds of ghost hunters join Fright Nights every month for the most thrilling ghost hunting experiences they'll never forget. If you haven't been on a ghost hunt before, then why not join them to see what it's all about? Why not visit their social media sites for up-to-date information on all the places they visit and to see what's coming up in the future? They look forward to seeing you all soon. Fright Nights Ghost Hunting Events. Remember, only the original will do. The very next day after the UFO incident, the young boys, Masato Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata, shared their encounter with their classmates at the Yamashiro Elementary School. Not only that, but they also drew portraits of the creatures and drawings of the UFO itself. The news of the boys' UFO encounter spread very rapidly throughout the school, as you would expect causing quite a stir among all their fellow students. One of the teachers who heard the story of the boys' UFO encounter was a Ms. Mayoshi Ueda, who took the boys to one side and listened to their detailed account firsthand, and then she decided she would discuss it with the other teachers. What was more curious about Ms. Mayoshi Ueda is that during their lunch break, she had accompanied the two boys to the fallow vineyards where the UFO incident took place. At the fallow vineyards, the boys pointed out a depression in the ground 
which they believed were the result of the UFO's landing gear. The two boys also noticed in the vicinity damaged concrete pillars and various loose wires which they claimed were caused by the UFO. Initially, the teacher at Yamashiro Elementary School thought it might be some sort of prank. I mean, let's face it, boys will be boys. But both boys spoke sincerely, convincing the teachers that something unusual did indeed happen to them. So, with the permission of the school principal, a Mr. Nobayashiki Kaneko, I think I spelled that wrong, I apologise if I got it wrong, the teacher then informed a reporter from the Yamanashi Manishi Shimbun about the incident. <laughs> I think you'll need an interesting side note now. The Manishi Shimbun is one of the major newspapers in Japan published by the Mainishi Newspaper Corporation. In addition to the Mainishi Shimbun, which is printed twice a day in several locations, Mainishi also operates an English-language news website called the Mainishi and publishes a bilingual news magazine called the Mainishi Weekly. It also publishes paperbacks, books and other magazines including a popular weekly news magazine called the Sunday Mainishi. It is one of the four national newspapers that are published in Japan. The other three are the Asahi Shimbun, the Yomiari Shimbun and the Nihon Kazai Shimbun. With the Mainishi Shimbun newspaper's assistance, a thorough field survey of the area was conducted, revealing broken concrete pillars, severe damage and spread wire netting, all suggesting a heavy object had indeed been present at the site. About a month after the Kofu UFO incident, writer and researcher Hiroshi Man Minamayama, I think I've got that right, joined the two young boys, Masoto Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata, to investigate the fallow vineyards where the UFO was said to have landed. The vineyard itself was filled with concrete pillars supporting the vines, with wires stretched across them in a mesh or net-like pattern. According to Hiroshi, his research, I'm not going to say his last name because I might insult the guy, but his research, the pillars had an average height of around 170 centimetres or 5.6 feet with a spacing of approximately 2.2 metres or 7.2 feet between them. The drawing, sorry, by drawing on the ground, the two boys were able to provide an approximate size of the UFO that they had witnessed. The boys' drawings suggest a diameter of 4.8 to just over 5 metres, or 15.7 to 16.4 feet, as the approximate size of the UFO. It would appear that the two young boys were not the only ones to observe this significant high level of strangeness, strangeness 
from the evening of the 23rd of February 1975 in Kofu City. Other observations that night include an insurance saleswoman called Midori Sato, who at around 5.30pm that very same evening encountered unusual beings while driving home. And this was soon after she had met a group of men, women and children that had quite simply asked her, and I quote, Did you see a UFO? And 34-year-old Kimo Atsuhiba, who was a janitor at the Environmental Centre, which was located approximately 760 yards from the Fallow Vineyards, uh, the spot where the UFO incident took place, reported that at around 6.30pm he saw a yellow luminous object moving slowly across the sky with a light tail trailing behind it. And Ikiro Manigishi, who was a second grader that attended the same elementary school as Masato Kono and Kutsuhiro Yamahata, also saw a blue and white luminous UAP, or unidentified light phenomena, moving back and forth in the night sky about one kilometre north of the landing site at Fallow Vineyards. Also, a chief priest of the Jokaiji Temple, Genshin Sayato, observed the blue and white UAP flying in a zigzag pattern to the south of the temple at around 7pm. The Japanese Civil Aviation Bureau of Transportation Ministry responded to the rumours of aliens and made a public statement where they claimed that what the two boys actually saw was not a UFO. Instead, the ministry said that the boys had actually seen the lights of an YS-11 propeller plane. The ministry continued their statement by claiming that sometimes the aircraft would fly at altitudes as low as 3,000 feet or 1,000 meters, which would make the lights and the body visible to the naked eye. So, not a weather balloon then. No? Okay. However, the military has said nothing about the fanged humanoids and no explanation has ever been given as to what the strange creatures might have been. The two boys, Masato Kono and Katsuhiro Yamahata, returned to the landing site again in 1982, when they were 14 years old. And in 2001, the boys participated in a show where they were both hypnotised and questioned about the UFO incident. And still, after all these years, while still under hypnosis, they repeated the same story they had first told when they were just eight years old. Even after nearly 50 years since its occurrence, 
many UFO researchers and enthusiasts in Japan continue to visit and explore the fallow vineyards near where the Kofu incident took place. The Kofu UFO incident has become both renowned and significant within the Japanese UFO community. However, beyond Japan, while there is awareness of the general outline of the Kofu UFO incident, the details still remain relatively patchy, with nobody really being able to adequately explain what the boys saw that night on the 23rd of February 1975 in Kofu City. Thank you all for taking the time out to listen to this episode of Mark's Unexplained World. In our next episode, show 79, we are going to be looking at the real Pied Piper of Hamlin. The Pied Piper of Hamlin is not just a well-known fairy tale. According to inscribed documents from around the town of Hamlin, on the 26th of June in 1602, the day of St John and St Paul, 130 children that were born in Hamlin were led out of the town by a piper wearing multicoloured clothes. After passing Calvary near to Koppenberg, they disappeared forever, never to be seen again. This show was written and researched by myself, Mark Hughes, and proofread and edited by Linda Hughes. The actors in this episode were Mark Hughes, Linda Hughes and Denise Pooler. With special thanks to Neil Packer, and the staff at the Antiques, sorry, at the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Centre in Hinkley. Sorry, Neil. And of course, a big thanks to everyone for listening. Mark's unexplained world, because there's more to the paranormal than meets the third eye. And remember, guys, keep it real, because being real is better than being perfect. This show and all its contents are covered by basic copyright of Mark the Medium. <laughs> <laughs>